This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the NK1 podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, I'd love to say we're coming off, coming off a lovely winner champion Wednesday after taking the lead twice uh, at a stadium where they've not exceeded a goal for three and a half months. But unfortunately, that would be wishful thinking. Um, yeah, a pretty disappointing result, which I'm sure we'll get into um, later on. But I'll, I'll introduce the lads on the call before we get into that. So, uh, Ross, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, all well and good, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, for some reason, decided to book Lincoln away on Tuesday night, which would be interesting. But uh, I think all three of us have done that, so that'll, that'll be an interesting trip to... Uh, we'll get into that game later also. But, um, Joe, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Um, I, I suppose we can't really moan if we're going to do the same thing again next week. And, and so it's, you know, at what point is it just, you know, it's our own fault for exposing ourselves to this misery? Yeah, I did think that when I was booking my ticket in the travel, to be honest. Um, because, yeah, it's uh, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll get into the Sheffield Wednesday game and our thoughts on it all. But, yeah, when we're literally doing the same thing next week, and obviously with the action trip just being announced, also, yeah, it's uh, just make you think a little bit. But, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, I think a game that none of us really have much expectation on. Um, obviously, last episode we spoke about how, you know, they're probably they are the best team in the league. and I think they proved that, um, especially in the second half on Saturday. Obviously, Don's you know, going forward started off really well. Uh, fantastic strike from Lecco, probably goal of the season. I can't think of a better goal than that, really, to make it 1-0. Um, and yeah, we give away, we give away another cheap goal to make it 1-0. Um, then Ice did a brilliant job of ma- uh, messing off the author, I think it was, to make it 2-1. Um, going to half time in the lead, I think you didn't play fantastic. Um, there were definitely chances for Sheffield Wednesday in that first half, and in fact, they only scored one thanks to a, a ping, as uh, quite a few people have called it on other podcasts to win that. Um, yeah, plenty of chances to make it two or at least more than that. Um, Don's come out second half, and 
again, a back-to-back game is where we just can see a ridiculous amount of goals in 20, 30 minutes. Uh, Michael Smith gets a penalty um, to make it 2-all. Obviously, there's been questions about Lee Gregory's goal uh, for the third one after he came on after he came on came on the sixty first minute and scored on sixty fourth to make it three two. Smith gets another one on the seventy fourth minute, and uh, by the time that happened, I think us three left the stadium, and then we heard of a fifth goal by George Byers. So, um, yeah, I think, I think on the whole, if you had you you had asked us lads, we would take the lead twice um, against Sheffield Wednesday, um, but you know you'd maybe not get maximum points or lose the game as a whole you'd be like okay well it's top of the league but I think Ross to lose in the fashion that they did um, especially after Bolton away which I know um, both yourself and Joe went to was uh, unacceptable really yeah Milky Don's strike again um, I felt especially as you said Liam away in that first half we came up and we played with pretty much no fear really in terms of just utilising the chances we did create and we had two shots on target in that in that first half and we took both of those chances. So on that front, you can applaud that. Um, but the goal they scored was it's a simple long ball over the, straight over the centre-ass, the main centre-ass um, Tucker's head and he lobs the keeper. And that's just how simple it is at the moment. And I, f- I feel that's just... That's just a summary of our season. We're just, we're just a bit too soft. Um, we haven't really got the tactical nails at the back at the moment um, sorted. And um, from from Mo's goal to half time, we were up against it, but I didn't feel like Wednesday were creating a lot. It was just a case of they're moving the ball around our on the edge of our own box, um, but they didn't really do much with it. Um, yeah, we had a few blocks of crosses and this and that in, at the end of the first half. We probably made it a bit tougher going to half-time. And then I thought it was a case of seeing the first 15 minutes out in the second half and then moving from there. And it seems like we pretty much did that, but we did that in a way of where we conceded literally the whole, the whole possession of the ball in the second half, dropping deep. And you, it was inevitable. We, us three lads, can can say that it, it it was inevitable the way they set up in the second half, and I don't think that's through no fault Jackson's. Um, I felt like the players went into that mode where they thought, well, if we do, if if we sit deep, they can't get past us, and I think that just bit us in the arse. And um, as soon as they got one, we capitulated within thirty five minutes. It's not even forty five minutes; it's thirty five minutes. Conceding what four four goals in thirty five minutes is, I think that's beyond a joke. I think as a team who's struggling to get points at the moment, uh, you're definitely not not going to get points away from home if you're conceding like that each week. Um, and a lot of the goals they were preventable, and that's the most annoying thing is, um, it wasn't set pieces; it was open play goals this time and. So frustrating. It's one thing or or another at the moment, and um, we've asked the players to step up, and currently they're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you see when you see players like Johnson and McEachern, and um, going into deep blocks after thirty five minutes, forty minutes in a game, it's just a bit like, well, what do you expect to happen? You're going to concede goals, as Ross said, and 
you know, it's, it's so frustrating. And it's, it feels like, you know, the first time it happens in a week, it's it's shame on the players letting it happen and conceding three or four goals in one half of football. But when it happens a second time in a week, it's shame on us as fans and us as supporters of the club to think it'll actually change from that first time for me. Um, and I think, you know, Ross said himself to us on Saturday that him and countless others have spent hundreds of pounds following the club this week and just to watch them do the same thing back-to-back away games. I don't care who you're playing against, really. Bolton or Sheffield Wednesday, or it could be anyone in the league, really. Doing that twice in a week and, you know, obviously lads spending £100 on trains just to get to Sheffield on Saturday, just to watch them perform like that is a, it's an absolute disgrace, really, and they should be ashamed of themselves. I think um, ever since Jackson's come in these last two months, you can see that the tactics aren't really an issue. Because we've, in most games at home, we've created more than we've conceded. However, we found ourselves on the losing occasion more than once because of individuals. I think there's maybe five or six individuals that can hold their heads up this season. Um, I think all the guys that come in in January have made a positive impact and have, have improved us. So I don't think you can really blame the recruitment team either too much. Because they've seen the issues and they've solved what well, they've gone some way to solving them. The big issue, glaring issue, was one at the back, and we'd solved that, and then we've been struck a hammer blow. And I'd argue that all three of those players, those centre backs that are out injured, would be starting over those two that started on Saturday. I mean, I think the fact that four of their goals came from within. Well, I think every one of their goals came from like within twelve yards of the box or so, twelve yards of the goal. How they had been allowed to get there. Um, you know, okay, one of them was a slightly contentious penalty, but it's putting yourself in the position to, you know, to potentially concede that in the first place. Um, the second, the, the first one was just passive defending and almost watching the player and waiting for him to make a mistake, watching Josh Windass. And then Josh Windass is, just takes it down without any pressure and then has the, all the time in the world to loft it over coming. Because I think coming, decides to come out because Tucker's not doing anything. Tucker's just running alongside him. Um, you know, and I look at players like McEachran, I thought McEachran and Magoma, look, they weren't without fault, but I think they did a job and they were steady and they got us up the pitch when we needed to in the first half. Lecco and Isa provided quality, um, especially Lecco, who I thought held the ball up brilliantly. But the rest of them, especially defensively, and I think tonight, I'm, and I'm not even putting Harvey into this. I think it was more Tucker tonight than Jules. Because, you know, when their left back gets two assists, their left central midfielder gets an assist, and like their striker gets two goals, you know, you can tell it's balls coming in from the left. Every single one of their goals pretty much came from, started on the left-hand side. And so much of their play was targeted down there. And I think tonight really had a rotten time, as did Tucker. And I think that the players have let the manager down. Because And it's not the first time this season because so often we're set up in, in ways where, you know, OK, we're not going to be set up in a way to dominate Sheffield Wednesday. But that first half showed that we, we did have what it took. We did have what it could take. We frustrated Sheffield Wednesday. We had quality on the counter-attack. And OK, we maybe want to dominate games, but we, we showed what we can do. You know, we did this against Bristol Rovers and we saw it out. Um but as soon as that first goal went in, we knew, we knew it was only a matter of time till three, four, five went in. And I think that just says a lot about, you know, we're lacking 
you know, the vice captain's injured, the captain's injured. Someone like Stuart, who's maybe going to would have a voice, um, he's lacking as well. So look at that defensive line. I don't see any leaders in there whatsoever. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to get be all sort of, you know, Sam Allardyce or a dinosaur or whatever. But there's just, it's just, I think as Ross said, it was just so milky. And once one, once one happened, you just knew it was, that was it. Um, so yeah, round over. Um, but those players, a few of those players really let down Mark Jackson because I don't think he's doing too much wrong at the moment here. No, he's, I mean, on the whole, he's dealing with the cards he's been dealt, right? And those cards are 75% absolute shit, quite frankly. So, I mean, it's so much better going forward. Yeah. That cannot be denied. That cannot be denied. No, exactly. And obviously, I think the majority of those players moving forward are exempt from that 75%. But I think um, everything else, yeah. I mean, you watch Jilson Tucker, every game they're just arguing with each other. There's no communication and that's not a negative with those two, really, for me. Um, and Dan Harley's ownership exactly, of it. Yeah, and Dan Harley's exactly the, the person to be instructing players. Um, he'd rather just shout at them, to be honest. And tonight, he'd be the biggest vocal leader either, and Norris Henry Lawrence. So, if, essentially, as Joe said, you've got no leaders there who are really willing to dictate how a backline goes. Wouldn't, I don't think Jamie coming is, um, about speaking too ill of him, that experienced enough to do it yet in his career. Um, so, he even he is struggling with it. And obviously, the goal was conceded um, the weekend. Something you couldn't do much about, but definitely um, definitely didn't help the situation. But yeah, I mean, it's it was just a, a, an, an okay 30 minutes ruined by a really, really bad 30 minutes in the second half. Um, and then the rest of it was just, you know, just watching Trevor Wednesday ping passes around each other, to be honest. It was a bit of an abysmal day really out, really, apart from... Really? All the game and after. Yeah, just just quickly, just to add on what I was saying before, you know, I've just had to look at the average positions of the Sheffield Wednesday players. And the average position of the Sheffield Wednesday players shows that um shows shows only um shows their number 18, Marvin Johnson, the left wing back. He is the second high there's only the only players higher up the pitch than him are the two um are the two strikers. You know, and that just showed, just just completely said it all, didn't it? Really, how I I really do think that you know we bottled that, and I thought Harvey actually dealt with his side fairly well, to be quite honest. Like I don't have any numbers on that, but I think he won over, he won most of his duels, he won all of his aerials, something like that. Um, but yeah, there's just certain parts of that team that, and Mark Jackson used this word, crumbled, in that game, and um, I think it, I guess the frustrating thing is we see we see the glimpses of the real quality and we see yeah, glimpses yeah. of it but we just it's not consistent and it gets let down by other parts of the team you know the Shrewsbury and Exeter games both of them came from one one mistake from Jack Tucker and one mistake from Zach Jules it undoes any other good work that, which don't, that we've done earlier in the game yeah I think that's overwhelming filming uh, filming a uh, feeling from just everyone that was there you know you'd rather just see the team just you know not show much lose maybe 2-3-0 and then you're off you're off and you're back home to Milton Keynes rather than take a one 0 lead, take a two one lead after being having an equaliser come so soon, um, and you actually feel like you may have a chance here at half time to then literally you're up in the stands and by the seventy fifth minute you've conceded three goals and the game's over. Um, yeah, it, it's just incredibly frustrating, and I don't I know I know we don't expect to go to Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton and get points, but that's not really the point of this whole conversation. It's the way you lose games and the way they lost these two games was an absolute disgrace. 
Um, but obviously, Don's considering where they are in the league and considering how badly they play against Bolton, you know, did bring some, I thought, okay numbers to Wednesday. Maybe I think some outsiders looking in consider it as poor numbers, but I think around 350 for how bad we are playing uh, and how bad the trains were on the day uh, also is um, not a bad effort at all, really. Um, and obviously, they had the we had Bobby and Pete Winkleman in the stands, um, went stand down and, and in the sort of away end, just saying loads of fans for the game. I think they expected a drum and all sides. I think they were just sort of uh, trying to ease the pain a little bit. But um, a fair play to them for coming into the stand. And I know Joe got a photo with uh, with Pete, so I'm sure he's going to be using that at some point. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, there was uh, the one photo of uh, that fan who um, had a bit of a way, a worse of a way day. But I think on the pitch and off the pitch, uh, Don sort of uh, wet the bed a little bit. But, you know, um, we'll move on to the weekend as far as later on in the episode and of course Lincoln away which uh again two two massive games in a season where we'll see how we go but I wanted to um now this topic's an interesting one I think we're differing opinions on this but I sort of went through because it is getting to that part of the season obviously by the time we played the two games this week will be in March and um I wanted to kind of address the situation in, in terms of whether we actually stay in League One or not next season so I did a bit of um some minor research on just how many points that teams have needed to stay in a division um, in terms of not getting relegated from League One the past four seasons haven't been affected by COVID. Um, and this includes last season when Gillingham only needed 40 points to stay up, which obviously is a bit of an anomaly compared to this number. But on, on average, um, teams have needed 47 points essentially to stay in the league uh, to finish 20th. Um, so it's typically quite a high scoring league and quite a competitive one. And I think it'll be the same this year. Obviously, Dons are on 29 at the moment, so they're going to need 18 points or six wins to get that. Um, and I'll give my thoughts in a second, but Joe, do you think Dons will get to either 47 points, so get 18 more, or do you think they'll have enough in the tank to actually stay in the division? Um, I think I understand where you're coming from, but I, I don't want to piss on your research, so to speak. But in my head... We've just got to get more points in the next 14 games than Accrington, Cambridge, Morecambe and Cheltenham. We, we need in, so in, There's basically effectively a mini-league right now. And yeah. So Burton are five points ahead of us. Cheltenham are four points ahead. So you want to maybe say Morecambe, Accrington, MK, Cambridge. We've effectively got to win that group of four, that mini-league. Okay, do you think we'll do that then? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think it, the key is the defence, right? The key is the defence. Because that has just let us down continuously. And we, and the thing is, we've not even conceded the most goals in the league. You know, we've, we're actually, you know, there's Bristol Rovers have conceded more. Um, you know, there's plenty of teams. Burton have conceded more. So there's, you know, there's four, five teams, six teams that have conceded more than us. But in terms of goal scoring, you know, we've we've there's only a few that have scored less than us as well. I just think it's a lot of it's the timing of when we've lost games and the manner of it that's concern most concerning for me. Um, but you know, when in these close games we've had recently against teams that I would consider to be more on our level, we've been all right. We've you know we beat uh, you know Forest Green. We won. Um, the Shrewsbury next to games at home, we should have won, but that that was that's where it comes back to mistakes. Yeah, cost yeah. Us. 
Bristol Rovers, we won. Oxford, we drew. So actually, you know, I know it's, it's a stupid thing to say, but, you know, it's it's the results haven't been that bad on paper. You know, you expect to lose to Wednesday, you expect to lose to Bolton. Fine, you can put a line through that. Um, but in terms of, I think I think we'll be okay because the, the playing teams around us, we've been okay in those games, and more often than not, we've been the better team. So I think that'll get us through. Yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting sort of area of the table right now because I think for me personally, when I look at it, I do think Acton and Morecambe will stay up. Um, I think I've seen enough of Morecambe. I think we'll beat them at our place, but I've seen enough of Morecambe this year and, and recently to sort of say, okay, they've got enough to get the points needed. And obviously Acton have got two games in hand over the rest of us. So I'd like to think even if they get, even even two points might be enough at this stage of the season to to get them out of it in terms of getting those games a hand ahead of us. That, that'll put them three points clear of the rest of the pack. And obviously Forest Green are pretty much dead and buried at this point on 22 points. Um, I suppose we're, I'll go into where I sit on it because I just sort of went through, and it's obviously this, this is a bit silly, but I sort of worked out how many points I think we'll get from the remaining games. And to be fair, I, I do think we'll beat one of Lincoln and Port Vale in the upcoming away games. Um, so maybe that's a bit of a sneak peek into later on, but I've said that excluding Burton last day of the season, because that's a really unpredictable game, both teams could still be in relegation battles. We don't know what, what situation will be there. But I've got us getting 12 points out of these next, these last sort of, was it like 14 games, something like that. So that would put us on, what's that, 41 points. And obviously off last season, funny enough, that would have been enough to stay up. This season, I'm not so sure. Um, I could see teams Oxford getting dragged into a relegation battle. Obviously, I played the most games out of the rest of us, minus Forest Green of 33. They're not playing well. We should have beat them. Maybe they should have beat us also, but you know, same um, same sort of thing there. So I just feel that we're not gonna all it's gonna come down to can win our games at home against the likes of, you know, I think I think we'll beat Morecambe, but the likes of, you know, Portsmouth, Charlton. Barnsley's obviously a massive one, the final home game of the season against the best away team in the league. And I don't think we will win enough of those games. Obviously, obviously, Burton, I haven't included, so if Burton can get three points at Burton and we get 15 points, maybe that's enough. But I think for me, I look at it and I think there's too many games there where I think the team we're playing against is better than us. Obviously, a relegation battle, things can happen. Um, obviously weird weird results pop up and I'm sure that will happen over the course of the next couple of months but I just think there's too many teams there that are better than us um, and whilst as I said I don't expect to beat Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton the way you lose those games does not make um, make up of a team to me who can come out of that and really put together the points together to beat the likes of as you said Ackerton, Morecambe, Cheltenham and probably even Oxford and Burton to be honest. Duffy, what do you reckon? Hmm. Um, I've been toying with this myself all pretty much all day, really. I know I told you, lads, I'm about 60-40 in terms of staying up. But I think that extra 20 or 10% as such is edging towards more of the injuries front. I do feel that these injuries will have a part to play in terms of Stuart and Louis if they do come back at some point. Um, we will see a, a much stronger back line, but I mean, 
just looking at the fixtures, well, I, th- I think we've pretty much got, got to have a near-perfect March, just looking at the fixtures, because of, let's be brutally honest, Portsmouth, Derby, um, as you say, Barnsley, they're probably, and maybe Charlton, run there on. Um, you could argue maybe you get, what, a point out of them, four games maybe. And then obviously the rest of them speak for themselves. And obviously Wickham's, I think Wickham could be a huge game. Yeah, it's a real um, wild card that game now, wasn't it? Rainsworth mm, going. I just feel, obviously, I don't feel, feel like that, that would be a high scoring game either. It would just be a case of whether we rise to the occasion, occasion and obviously potentially could see Stuart back then, back then as well. So uh, what a way. But uh, I mean, just looking at obviously recent form, obviously recent form tells us we've got no chance. But I mean, things have to change if obviously if we want to stay up. And I, I really do hope we do um, obviously stay up and I won't. I won't say we're going down until it's ma- obviously mathematically impossible. Because obviously, that's just. Um, I just don't want Don's back in League Two. That's that's all myself saying. But just in terms of the fixtures, I just feel. I feel that obviously there's plenty of points to play for, but I think it's quite hard to say that we're going to drop points against, um, like let's just say Fleetwood and Burton later on in the season when we don't even know what the back line is going to be like. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. That that is the main issue at the moment. We we we've highlighted that the performance from the front three, um, and obviously McEachran um going forwards a lot more positive. And we were speaking about that a couple of weeks ago. And now it's the complete opposite and it's a back line. So it's just about fine tuning both of those things and uh yeah, well, I I think it all starts at Lincoln really. I think uh, Ipswich is another um, game where we probably have to say we're going to lose, but um, I think it's just a case about a performance which is warranted within the whole team instead of just the front front three. Yeah, the, no, those injuries, especially uh, Stuart and and Louis, are are going to be key, and it just depends on when they come back. Like, I think I think for me, we're not probably going to see a fully fit either of them until around about Easter. Um, that's that's what I kind of projected. So that's obviously the run of around Wickham, Portsmouth, Derby area, which I'd probably say in terms of our rest, rest of our fixtures, that's probably our toughest run actually. So you know, if they if they are back fully fit, you know, who knows what the impact they could have, especially uh, Louis. I think Louis Louis could uh, whip Tucker into shape, to be honest, because uh, if anyone can, he can. But um. Yeah, it, it is hard to project points and where the hell we're going to pick them up. And that's why I left Burton on its own, really, because I don't know what the hell that's going to happen with that game. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing enough right now. I will admit that. And I think, I think annoyingly, that's the growing sort of feeling that a lot of us are having. Obviously, we try and be positive. No one wants to get relegated. Of course, we don't want to get rele- relegated. But um, I suppose it's down to the players to show us what they're made of and to try and win a place next season ultimately because if they do if they do end up um staying in this league and there's a good chance that they'll be here next season. Um so yeah it's down to them boys really. Right lads obviously two two big games this week. Um it's Switch and Lincoln, two teams who 
well, I mean, you could argue linking off Middlesbrough what home they've drawn about seventy five percent of their home games this year, but they are they are unbeaten at their place. But Ipswich, more importantly, on Saturday, um, no, on on the season a fairly decent away team, but I think as Jerry's about to reveal, maybe not recently. Yep, sorry lads, I have convinced myself that we're going to win on Saturday. Uh, the doom and gloom is done. We're back, boys. <laughs> we the the worst home team in the league is going to defeat the team that are currently are they third or fourth at the moment. Um, but anyway, Ipswich. Um, last six games away from home, they have one zero, drawn four, and lost two. Only um, and those games are um, were Bristol Rovers away, uh, Cambridge away. Oxford away, Lincoln away, um, Portsmouth away. And uh, so it's not as if they've been playing, you know, world beaters away from home. It's not as if they've had our, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton away like we've had this week. They're, <laughs> excuse me, some fairly ordinary teams who've got stuff off Ipswich. Now, I think Ipswich almost have an issue, quite a bit, bit of an issue with um, just taking their chances, actually, funnily enough. So I don't. It might actually look like one of our home games. It, it might look like one of our away games in the sense that actually, you know, Ipswich are probably going to be dominating the ball. Fair enough, you'd expect that. However, you know, if we play this like an away game, we might actually get a bit of joy, and I mean that in the sense of how we, you know, almost the game plan against Bristol Rovers. Look, of course we want the ball and we want to play with the ball, but we've had our most success this season when, you know, we've been counterattacking. If we're quite honest. Um, because games like Shrewsbury and Exeter, when the team sat behind and we've tried to break them down, you know, we've been shithoused, quite frankly, and we've not taken our chances. So I'm, yeah, look, okay, well, I don't think we're going to win, but I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion as many might think it will be. No, no, it's a, it's a fair comment. Obviously, you know, form is form and. Obviously, I think it's it just fans to say our form also is uh, pretty abysmal. But, you know, it's it's fair game, I suppose. And obviously, you know, Ipswich are a side who has spent ridiculous amounts of money on their squad this season, Ross, in, in both the summer and January windows. But I suppose when it comes to the football's not played on, on paper, is it? it's played on played on grass sometimes and Don's many to realise that to get the three points here. But uh, or, 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 a mud, or a mud bath if it's a stage of MK. <laughs> Yeah, if we get um, Serena Vigan <laughs> down. <laughs> but no, definitely, how do you think it will go on Saturday, mate? Well, it, it's got to be better than the one at Portman Road. Jesus Christ. I love you can't play in this one. It so. might not be. As long as we don't have to walk up that, that hill in like 35 degree heat again. That killed me last time. <laughs> um, but no, they've... As you've highlighted, they've got the squad. What they've got Connor Chaplin, um, they've got obviously Nathan Broadhead, um, Wes Burns, who I think one of the best players in their squad, um, or more underrated than anything. And obviously, you've got um, Walton in goal, um, I believe he's still in there. Um, he's a really good goalkeeper at this level, so obviously. They've got the squad to obviously hurt us, but I think it's just, as as I said earlier, it's just more of a case of our performance, just control what we can do. And let's just not be, well, try not to be soft because of obviously, yeah, 
they, they were moaning about obviously the penalty. Yeah, it probably was a push and it probably was a foul. But you can, obviously things don't go, always go your way in, in a game of um, football and you've just got to get on with it. And instead of playing um, and staying, stop playing, just play to the referee's whistle. That's how I play. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they, as I said, they've got some top players. I'm hoping um, the back line's on point because of if they're not, it's going to be a very, very long, long afternoon in front of what? 7,000 Ipswich oh, fans don't remind having me. an absolute party. And, and, and the 3,000 in the home end, yeah. <laughs> and Joe's, Joe told me yesterday, they, it's, it's inflatables day or something. Oh, so. God. <laughs> it's all right when it says, but... Um, you can bring your girlfriend along, Ren Ross. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But no, yeah, it's, I think it will definitely be a tough afternoon. And obviously, we're still... Still yet to see a win on a Saturday as well at home. Uh, so, 3 p.m. on a Saturday, I love you. Yeah, 3 p.m. on a Saturday, sorry. Um, and I don't feel like it's coming this Saturday either. Honestly, that's, that is ridiculous. I can't believe that's still a thing. In the, well, basically, basically into March now, because I'm on a 3 p.m. on a Saturday. What a joke. Um, I mean, in terms of Lincoln then, obviously I know it's after it's which, so it's a bit, thinking a bit far ahead, but... A team that hasn't hasn't lost at home all season. Uh, I've got a weird feeling Don's not be the first team to beat him there, Joe. Am I am I being an idiot or am I uh, on something there? I mean, I think we're all idiots because we all think that Don's <laughs> going to win pretty much. Are you every think game, it's we? We, we are an idiot. Yeah. We, we we talk ourselves into it every week, um, and then we get, um, also then we sit on here for an hour, moan about it, and then decide to travel the two and a half hours or whatever it is to get there. So um, yeah, I think we're the idiots, but. Um, yeah, look, I, mean, I think it's two wins, 12 draws and zero defeats. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, let's just say they like to keep it nice and tight. Um, in their games this season, I think they've scored 29 goals in total all season. We've scored more. Um, but more crucially, they've only conceded 31, which shows, you know, they've got good structure. They've got good defence. They've got some solid players. You know, the likes of, um, I think I'm sure Ross mentioned a couple, but like Regan Paul. Um, he's a pretty good player, and was it Jack Diamond? Yeah, he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, no, so that was he, and he was the only one that caused us any trouble when they came down to our place. Um, I don't know if they managed to bring anyone in in January. Uh, Liam, if you can, I don't know if you know, <laughs> Ross, not off my um, head, but yeah, I, I think they're a solid team who they, I mean, maybe they open up a little bit more at home, who knows? But I mean, the evidence suggests they don't, um, so. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, we, we do okay away from home. And I think that Lincoln will be expected to be on the front foot, which suits us. And, we, you know, we've had our best performances this season away from home when the pressure is off us, essentially, and we've been just allowed to counter-attack. And I think that team and the attackers we have suit that style of play. So, uh, yeah, let's... Yeah. Of course, they brought they brought in one of my semi-targets, semi uh, Luke Plandre, Crystal Palace. I forgot they brought him in, so I can't uh, wait for him to score. Go on then, give us the lowdown. No, he's just a big target, man. He's going to probably limp up to him. I mean, it's a reason that they've been 24 goals in their home games this season for both sides combined. It's because they just, they're really defensively resolute. They're going to just pump up to Plange and Hope Diamond and Mandrew and the rest of them get some chances created. So, I mean, if there's ever going to be a nil-nil or a one-nil to either side, I mean, it's going to be in this game. Uh, hopefully we can how well we've been playing attackingly recently. We can be that team to get that goal. 
Um, but you know, as as we've outlined this whole episode, our defense is um, makeshift at best at the moment. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, but it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I I could see us breaking that that unbeaten run at home. To be honest, I don't know why. I mean, that's why I'm going trying to trying to find some enthusiasm to actually justify paying for going. But um, could could happen. Pick yourself up for the journey. I know, I know. I know. You'll be in the luxury Peugeot, though, mate, so you'll be all good. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll be on a train, actually, won't I? I won't be in the Peugeot, but... Oh. oh we'll, yeah, we'll I'll be training out there, I think, but... Uh... The listeners don't need to know our travel plans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, Ross, anything on Lincoln before we close off, mate? Just stop Jack Diamond, please. Just stop him. I said it in the home game. I know, I knew exactly what they were going to do, and he, he just... He just had so much space and the way his back line's going. Oh, just don't give him space. Tight. Just be tight to him. And if Bradley Johnson does play, well, we're doomed. Um, because of, I mean, down that right-hand side, Regan Paul loves to overlap Diamond and Diamond loves to overlap Regan Paul. So um, they're, they're, they're going to have a 2v1 if players don't track back. And obviously Harvey, we know he's not the quickest. So um, he's got a tough match match up, but as you said, Lincoln are a strong, durable team. But I feel like this is a game. People said about this easier march or the easier run of games. Uh, time to do the talking, lads. Yeah, I saw uh, old John- Johnson and McKeck had a little Ninja Warrior uh, uh, activities the other day. So uh, they showed that much ability on them. Team setting them bonded. Field. <laughs> I know. I see that. They showed much ability. Setting them field might actually get a result at Lincoln, but. Uh... We'll so McKechnie got hit in the head, didn't they? With a, <laughs> one of them foam. That's what I sat him out for four weeks or something. Yeah, literally a concussion or something. And it would be Bradley Johnson taking one of our players to be injured for a month, wouldn't it? <laughs> if that were to be the case. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully Dawson's back um, for one of these two games, so it might start um, and uh, lighten the load a little bit on both of them. But yeah, yeah, Robson can't be far off either because I feel like a lot of what you know not to go on too much about it, but a lot of what we've missed is, and we've mentioned is, you know, second half's tailing off a little bit. And I think maybe someone like Robson, either starting and then bringing on Devoy, or, you know, just gives you a bit more legs, a bit more longevity then. Um, because I think Johnson and McEachran, they're both fairly decent on the ball. But I think McEachran's good out of possession, but he's got a certain time frame where I think if he goes over it, he can he may be more susceptible to injury. Um, and also... You know, just he won't be performing as high as he what he was earlier in the game. So, I think Robson back could be key. Yeah, yeah, having Robert back could be decent. Obviously, having options those those uh, midfield spots is uh, is always a good thing. Right, I think we'll sign off there. Had enough moaning for one week. Uh, hopefully, the lads can give us some positives to talk about um, this time next week. Obviously, we'll review both games and uh, look ahead to another. I'm sure key clashing Don's chances to try and stay in League One, but. Uh, until then, hope to see you on Saturday. Maybe see you on Tuesday. I probably won't see you on Tuesday. Uh, and come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.